Trier, he's been hot. Three-pointer is up, Trier, no! And the ball is loose, and it is Xavier! Bernard comes away with it, clock ticks, and that's it! Xavier has upset Arizona! Kunkel's got it for the win! Starting his dribble, he moves and he pops up, he shoots, scores! Lenny Brown! Xavier wins it! The Muskies win it! 71-69! And this the UC Bearcats are number one in the country, number two in their own city! 71-69, Lenny Brown on a dribble drive from the left wing, buried it inside the free throw line. Muskies win it, 71-69 over UC. Welcome in on this Wednesday, November 29, 2023 to the Xavier Newswire. I'm John Baldridge, and I'm your host of a new podcast. We're changing the name of this podcast this afternoon. We used to call this Muskies Talk. It will be renamed and rebranded. And welcome in to the Musketeer Insider. Alongside on about 35 minutes, we got you on this Wednesday afternoon. We'll take a look at Xavier basketball and what they've done recently. We haven't had a podcast since the beginning of November. We'll take a look at some of the road games. They have some tough road games going out west to Las Vegas, taking on a number one ranked team in the country in Purdue, and it came off a tough loss this week. We'll dive into that into a little bit. We'll also take a look at Xavier Volleyball as they finish up the 2023 campaign with a loss in the Big East Tournament to finish their season and take a look at Billy Chambers' squad in her first year in the Xavier women's basketball team. That's all coming on the program today for the next 35 minutes. As I mentioned, thank you very much for joining us. And we have to go back to the beginning of the season for Xavier, and that's a team that lost all five of their starters last year. And our new intro video we have to start this podcast, Adam Kunkel being one of those guys. You lose Sule Boom, lose Zach Freeman to injury, Jerome Hunter to injury, and also Jack Nunji. So you have to bring in Davion McKnight, Quincy Oliveri, Abdu Uzman, three guys from Europe, bring in some good freshmen, some four stars in Trey Green, Dalen Swain, Reed Descharme. And the team is still definitely trying to come together. And I think Sean Miller made a good point earlier this week. We'll play some of his comments later on from their loss on Monday night to Oakland at home, 78-76. But you have to go back to the beginning of the year. You get a win over Robert Moore, 77-63. And then you get to 2-0 win over Jacksonville at home in the Centos Center, 79-56. But since then, it's been a little bit of a struggle. Definitely some tougher games. Their first tough test this year back on November 18th on the road in West Lafayette, taking on Purdue, losing to the number one team in the country. Gave a very good game. Felt like some of the calls in that game on Xavier against the big guy, 7-4 Zach Eady, one of the best players in college basketball. Kind of Eady got the way with the fouls. I thought maybe he pushed off sometimes, never got the calls. The Musketeers maybe should have deserved, but they lost that game by 12, 83-71. And they go out to Las Vegas, play a game against Washington. It was a tightly fought contest. They are losing that game 74-71. It was a game that tipped off at midnight here Eastern time in Cincinnati. And it felt like some of the team was a little bit tired getting into that ball game. Definitely some of the fans, myself watching, was tired. But 
was a late start. Musketeers played a very good game against a Washington team that brings over two guys from Kentucky that transferred over there. And Xavier looked very good at Desmond Claude in that game, 19 points. But the two guys for Kentucky that transferred their key on Brooks and Shavir Wheeler were just too much for Xavier and both of those Washington guys. Wheeler with 18 in that ball game, and Brooks added 20. Then Xavier played one other game out there against St. Mary's on Sunday night, the 19th, winning and playing dominating performance over St. Mary's, winning 66-49. Xavier came back home on the 24th to beat Bryant. 175 first time getting over 100 this year going to 4 and 2 and then a struggle against Oakland in a game that as Sean Miller mentioned Xavier played the best they could play to win Oakland just went out there and beat them and Oakland who comes down from Michigan won that ball game 78-76 Xavier was just didn't have enough to handle for the big forward inside for the Golden Grizzlies and Trey Townsend, 28 points in over 20 minutes, had six rebounds on seven assists. And really the best player on the field besides Townsend was Jake Golick, the shooting guard for the Golden Grizzlies. Only 12 points, but made some big threes down the stretch and was really a crucial factor winning that ball game for Oakland as they go to 4-3. and three. And their coach has been there 40 years. So they can play good competitive basketball. It's a game back and forth. Xavier trailed at the break, 43-42. Xavier got got outscored 35-34 in the second half. So a very tightly fought battle in that basketball game. And the Musketeers, with the loss, now are 4-3 on the season and get ready for the number six team in the country. They got the number one team in the country earlier this year. Now the number six team works their way into the Centos Center. First day of December this Friday at 6.30 as they will welcome the Houston Cougars to town for a matchup here in Cincinnati. We want to look at some of the stats from that ball game when you go back and look at team stats from Xavier's last affair, losing 78-76 to Oakland. and It was a first half that Xavier shot the ball 12 for 26, second half only 11 for 30 from the field. That's a 41%. Xavier shot 56% back on Friday for a noon game against Bryant. And I still think Sean Miller, and we've talked about this earlier on other podcasts, and it's been spoke a lot inside the building this year, is you're still trying to build that chemistry. you got a lot of new guys coming in from maybe they never played college basketball. Maybe they're coming into their grad student year. No matter what it is, they're all trying to build chemistry in a musketeer uniform. And you're going to see more of that, and it's going to be a little and maybe a longer process than we would like. And we'll see how Xavier can rebound. This is a game that you felt like Xavier needed to get right. You felt like this is a game, you know, you welcome in Oakland, a team that's kind of a, a bye game for Xavier, and Xavier hasn't lost a bye game like this since 2012. And now you look at it and you say you lose this, you played as best as you could, Sean Miller said, and we'll play that in a minute, and as I mentioned, some of his comments from that loss after the game on Monday night. And now you got to get ready for Houston, one of the best teams in the country. Houston doesn't have a guy over 6'7", though. Xavier hasn't been great inside. Houston's led on their guard play. If Xavier can just get some of the freshmen going better, Trey Green, for example, 
who's looked really good, the four-star from North Carolina, Dalen Swain, the 6'7", guy that can really dribble the ball, plays the small forward position, but he can work his way inside too. And also some of these guys who are older on this team, Davion McKnight, Quincy Oliveri, who's had a very good game going back against Bryant on Friday where he put up his highest totals of the season with 22 in that ball game. And it's a Bryant team that's also 3-4 and four on the year and a Bryant team that beat FAU back on Thanksgiving. So a good FAU basketball team who was number 10, went to the Final Four last year. And Bryant gave them their money and won that basketball game. Xavier got the best of them but really struggled against Oakland. But you can get these younger guys going with this veteran leadership. It could really bring good chemistry in for the remaining part of this season. It's going to be a tough Big East, as we mentioned, one of the toughest conferences in college basketball with some of the head coaching changes we've seen this year inside the conference. And when you talk about just the level of play, you're talking about our undefeated UConn team right now, Marquette, with one of the best players in college basketball and Tyler Kulik, a Villanova team that won on Thanksgiving in a tournament against North Carolina. They're 6-1. Providence is right there, 6-1. Creighton really struggled in Colorado State on Thanksgiving. They're supposed to be one of the best teams in the conference, maybe the third best team in the conference. They're already 5-1 on the year. Have won all four games at home, though. Butler 5-2. Georgetown is 4-2. St. John's 4-2. Seton Hall's 4-0. Xavier is 10th right now in the Big East with DePaul in the last spot at 1-3. Excuse me, 1-5 on the year. So Xavier's got to be able to turn around, and they got to be able to do it quick with conference play coming soon. Xavier, after the Houston game, will welcome Delaware at home. Then they get set for the Crosstown shootout, this time at home inside the Centos Center on December 9th. That's next Saturday at 6.30 before they finish up non-conference play against Winthrop on the 16th before they go for their first Big East matchup this year, December 20th, against St. John's up in New York. That's all coming up for Xavier basketball, but I want to play Sean Miller's comments now after the loss. First three minutes were really interesting. He gave some opening remarks. I want to play that for you and kind of what his opinions about how the loss went to the two-point loss to Oakland on Monday night, 78-76. You know, I'll, uh, I'll start off with a statement. First of all, I, you know, I thought Oakland beat us tonight. Uh, this it wasn't about us uh, not being ready to go or not having a couple good days leading up to the game or thinking about the next game. We, we really have worked very hard um, really, since we left Las Vegas, we've had some good practices. And uh, we knew coming into the game this was going to be a very hard game. It was hard for Illinois. It was hard for Ohio State. It's been hard for every team that's played them, you know. You know, us being favored, I was a little surprised at that because I, I look at them and I see a really quality team, obviously a quality coach and a very difficult style to play against if you're a veteran group. And I think in our case, our inexperience and youthfulness make that style even more pop problematic. Um, you know, a couple things about the game. Number one, regardless of how we got there, we were up three points going into the last 
four minutes of the game. Tenth, tenth four-minute segment. Talked a lot about that to our team in a huddle. You know, the game was a hard-fought, even game throughout. And when you're up three at home and you enter in that last four minutes, you want to do things correctly. You, you want to really execute and be the better team. If we were, uh, we would have had a great chance to win. We were overwhelmed in the last couple of minutes. We missed a block out on the next play, and it was an and one, a three-point play. We missed a second block out a couple minutes later, which led to two more points. We went for a loose ball, which we had no chance of getting, which created a transition opportunity. And then we had a chance to close out on number three, their best shooter. We didn't close out. We ran by him. And all he did was shot fake and take the most uncontested shot he took all game long in the biggest moments. Offensively, we missed the front end of a one and one We had a turnover that really was ill-advised, had nothing to do with the game. And you could just feel it the last three, four minutes. Not only did we not handle the game like we need to, but we really came unraveled. Now, we fought to the very end. We got a steal. They missed a couple free throws, and we actually had a shot to win it from half court. I will say we fought all the way to the final horn. But our quality of play and our inability to just do the fundamental things late in the game when it mattered the most, you could call it a learning experience. But it's really why the game got away from us at the end. I and mean, we were up three entering that last four minutes. That was Sean Miller after the loss on Monday to Oakland, 78-76. And as he mentioned, Xavier had a chance about three minutes to go, had the three-point lead, gave it away. And Trey Townsend, as I mentioned earlier, had a very good game in that ball game. Was really an unstoppable force inside, working his way to the hole, the big power forward, 28 points in that ball game on seven assists. Seven assists, excuse me, and six rebounds. Xavier only had... Really scoring going for Desmond Claude. He had 24 in the ball game. Quincy Oliveri had 11, but Xavier didn't have a guy over six points in the first half. Xavier did also get 12 out of Abdu Uzman. But it was just a struggle for the Musketeers, really, to get stops defensively. The offense wasn't enough, and Xavier falls to 4-3 and three on the season. And we'll take on Houston, as I mentioned, Friday night, 6.30, in the Centos Center, and for students making their way down. Uh, tickets, I believe, are still available. So go on and get your tickets and get set for the matchup Friday night. Gates open at 5 o'clock. Meanwhile, we get over now to women's volleyball for Xavier. The Musketeers women's volleyball team wrapped up the 2023 campaign with a loss in the first round of the Big East tournament, going in four sets, losing 3-1 to one to the DePaul Blue Demons. In Milwaukee, a Xavier team that finishes up the year with their head coach, Christy Peppenberger, at 18 and 12 on the year. They were a 11 and 7 in conference play. Lost their last three of the season, which really hurt their chances of any NSA tournament play. The Musketeers will now look at the 2024 season and will lose some players from the roster, will graduate and not be with the team for next year. And one of those players that mentioned is Stevie Wolf. Her father, Steve Wolf, a legend in his own right here at Xavier 
for playing college basketball. Stevie was a senior on this team. Went to Mount Notre Dame right here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Will graduate. A couple other people to mention. Hunter Fry didn't see a whole lot of action this year. Transferred over. Indian Hill product here in Cincinnati. She will graduate. And Kerrigan O'Reilly, probably the best player on the team, was a graduate student. And she will not be with the team next year. Had an incredible four years with Xavier. And you just look at some of her stats here. Was named preseason All-Big East this year. Won Big East All-Weekly Honors. Was it All-Xavier Selection. And just had an incredible year with the Musketeers this year. Playing in all 33 matches and 130 sets. And started all 33. She'll graduate with a degree in finance here at Xavier. And we'll look at some of the other people that will depart for the team going into next year. Another big name to mention is the senior Delaney Hogan will graduate from Xavier. And when you look at next year's team, you have to think about the promise coming back, though they do have some talent for next year. Junior Logan Flaw will be one of the seniors on the team also with Emma Grace, another junior on the team. And Taylor, a red shirt sophomore, will go into her junior season with the Musketeers. So it's a promise to look forward to in the years to come for Xavier women's volleyball. The Musketeers, as I mentioned, finished the year one more time with a record of 18-12. and 12. Now over to Xavier women's basketball, a women's team. In their first year head coach, Billy Chambers, after Melanie Moore, four years with the program, departs. And they bring in a new coach. And have really struggled to start the year, losing their first six games. And there's been a lot of talk going into this season about how is this, is this team ready, bringing in some new faces with Billy Chambers, Chambers coming down from Iona, bringing some players in from there. And it hasn't been the start the Musketeers wanted, losing their first game of the year to Youngstown State by 14, then having their first home test this year in the Centos Center against James Madison, losing by almost 30 points, 81-54, then going on the road to Old Dominion and Virginia, losing 55-43, then on the road at Bowling Green, excuse me, at home against Bowling Green, Losing by 9, 73, 64. Then Kent State, they lost by 7 in the Centos Center and really had their closest matchup on Monday night on the road, losing by one point in overtime to Miami, Ohio, 58 57. But when you think about this Xavier women's basketball team, yes, they might be 0 6. But it's not Billy Chambers' fault. This team is building that chemistry, building that roster. It's a team that hadn't won a not, hadn't won a conference game last year. They are 0-0 in 26 in their last 26. And the Musketeers still looking for a win, but definitely showing more confidence, showing more fight, losing by one point, getting it overtime Monday night. And it's a team that has some talented players on the roster when you look at this 2023-2024 team this year, really led by a couple players. Michaela Scarlett, the senior guard from Bronx, New York, has came down, been one of the starters on this team, has been very good. Also with Nyla Blackford, who's came up from Louisville, Kentucky, 
a graduate forward. And they have talent on this team, bringing up couple players in over. But they, they only brought about six or seven players back from last year. A whole new coaching staff and this team building that chemistry, looking for a win before they get to conference play. And they'll have a couple chances, too, as they'll go on the road for a tournament in Arizona taking on Temple on Friday night before they take on Arizona State on Saturday before coming back home for a noon game next Thursday against Oakland University in the Centos Center. And then they'll have the Skyline Chili Crosstown shootout. That will be December 10th. This year for the women's team, it's on the road at Fifth Third Arena. That will be a 2 o'clock game on the 10th. That's a Sunday against the UC Bearcats. And they'll take on SIUE to wrap up non-conference play on December 15th where they welcome the DePaul Blue Demons on December 20th to Cincinnati for their first conference game this year. Xavier team that, as we go back and just check that stats from their last game, losing 58-57 on Monday night. A Xavier team that was right in the ball game, tied it up, going overtime, both teams scoring 12 points in that fourth quarter. Xavier just got outscored in a low-scoring overtime contest, 6-5 to in one overtime as... Miami, Ohio goes to 1-3 and three on the year, getting their first win. Makayla Scarlett played 45 minutes in that ball game, scoring 22, leading the Musketeers. Blackford with 10 in 36 minutes. Kasia Woods had 8 points in 22 minutes. And Danilo Lopez, 41 minutes and 6 points for Xavier. Meanwhile, for Miami, Ohio, they were led on Jada Scott. She had 16 points in 35 minutes in that ball game. Xavier shot from the field in that ball game only 32%, 28% from the three-point arc. They have some really good three-point shooters on this women's team trying to find a way to build confidence. And it's got to be hard for Billy Chambers, who comes in here after a program that has really been down some rough years of late, a team that went going into this year losing their last 20 games and now they got to find a way to win one and hopefully they can do that going out to Arizona this weekend before they come back home for another non-conference game taking on Oakland a team that the men's team wasn't able to beat but hopefully the women's team can get them next Thursday that's a noon game if you can make it out to the Centos Center we got a couple more things to get with you on the Musketeer Insider this afternoon before we wrap it up and Get you set up for Xavier's action Friday night against Houston. We'll have coverage for that all next week here on the Xavier Newswire. We thank you very much again for listening today. and We want to take a look at the schedule coming up for winter sports at Xavier. Not just men's and women's basketball, but what else might be going on at Xavier. As we mentioned, both teams in action on Friday. Women in action against on Saturday to take on Arizona State. And the men won't be back in action until December 5th. That's next Tuesday when they take on Delaware, as I mentioned earlier on in the podcast today. And they'll welcome UC on December 9th in the Crosstown Shootout. So some very exciting times for basketball here at Xavier. No other sports really to keep note of right now. We'll keep an eye on that 
and let you know if there's anything interesting. Baseball team getting closer, so we haven't released the 2024 schedule yet. When they do that, we will get that with you here and have a chance hopefully to catch up with somebody on the baseball team this year and do some stuff with that and, and talk to head coach Billy O'Connor, a Xavier team that won the Big East last year, went down to the Nashville Regional, beat the Vanderbilt Commodores, and just came up short against the Oregon Ducks for a chance to get into the College World Series. So we're looking forward to all that. We're looking forward to keeping note of all these winter sports here and hope you can make it out to the Centos Center on Friday night for a big matchup against the number six-ranked Houston Cougars. I said I might dive into the Bengals. I won't this week, but it has been a big struggle for the Bengals recently losing Joe Burrow. And hopefully he can get back healthy. He just had his wrist surgery this week. It went good, doctors said. And Bengals right now for loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers sit at 5-6 and six on the year. And my dad will be down in Jacksonville uh, on, su- on Monday night. Excuse me, they have the game Monday night this coming week. And he'll be down there to check that out. And lucky him. But uh, so long for now. Right, have a great week. And we appreciate you tuning in to Musketeer Insider. Here on the Xavier Newswire. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time.